0: Okay, good morning, everybody. Okay, today's share should be number for a for a. Okay, so we are on Daf Zion, Ahmad Bays. We were just in the middle of discussing names. I'd be remiss if I left out one very important point last week when we were discussing the concept of HaKaris HaTov, we mentioned that Leah said, no one gave Shevach to HaKadosh until Leah came and said, haPamot Es HaShem, when she named Yehuda. <clears throat> so we gave multiple, uh, Victor Nebenzal discussed in last week's Parsha, about Parsha of era, how Moshe was not allowed to go ahead or was not advised to go ahead and perform the first two Makos. He needed Aaron to go ahead and hit the water. He needed Aaron to go ahead and hit the sand as a form of HaKaris HaTov. And we asked, it doesn't make sense. These are inanimate objects. What kind of HaKar HaSatov is Moshe displaying to the sand and to the, to the Yamsuf when, he, when they're inanimate objects? And the water himself wasn't the same water years early, wasn't the same sand. We brought the Pasuk in the Torah about giving a trefa to a kelev, because they were quiet during the Makkah. What is this whole concept? And we discussed that the HaKar really changes a person. It's not for the recipient, but for the one who's showing the signs of gratitude. The Avud Raham says amazingly in a sitter, The says this is the reason why the one part of Chazar Sashat's that we do not rely on the Chazin is Modim. You cannot outsource giving thanks. So whereas we always rely on everyone else, uh, on the Chazin to give all the Brachos and to be the whole Tefillah of Chazar Sashat's the one part that we cannot outsource and that says the Avud Raham is Modim drabon and that's why we all say it ourselves. Okay, we are on now Zion Amar we are on the second wide line. And it says, the Gemara continues there about Rus. It says, we're still in the, con- the discussion of names and what the reason for certain names were given. And it says, Rus. My Rus. What was the name? Why was the name Rus given? So that, Rabbi Yochanan says that from Rus came out David Amalech, who satiated with songs and praise. Now, riva is from the word, Ru, Rus comes the word rivah that, that David eventually was a descendant of Rus, and he went ahead and says, hence the name Rus. Rashi puts in one word, Hamoavia, Rus Hamovia as if we wouldn't know which Rus we're talking about, what's the reason for this? So the question really is a bigger question. Why exactly are we picking Rus? Of all the names, we have millions and hundreds of names in, in, in Tanakh. Why are, we piss, why are we picking Rus? So the first question is, the question about Rus is, we know that anyone, someone is Megayer, they change their name. So the question is not why Rus has the name Rus. Why didn't Rus change her name? Every time someone converts, they're supposed to pick a Yiddish name. So that's, that's possibly one question. The Marsha says it's a different question. What we're really asking is not why is the name Rus, but why is the Megillah named Rus? Really, the Megillah, who's the protagonist, at least at the early part? It's Nami. Nami has a, has a husband. He has, she has two sons. She brings... Um, Rus wither, and Arpa. So it's really that, that's really the question. And ultimately, since the ultimate protagonist in the story is really David Hamelak, because it's all there to teach us the last psukim teach us the generations that led to Davin Hamelak. So it's really all based on David Hamelak. So let's do this next piece, and then we're going to take a ten, twelve minute tangent about the, the importance of names. And does the Kaddish Baruch give us Ruach Hakodesh when we give a name to a child? Are we allowed to change a name? So let, let's let's see. So the Gemara says Minolan deShma So if you think about it. What they're basically saying, when Rus was named, it was because eventually, generations later, David Amelch would come and satiate akal shparchu HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with shiros and with songs and praise. Does this mean that when Rus was born, her parents saw into the future that ultimately David HaMelech would go ahead and come from her? Really? And don't forget, they were not even Jewish at that point. It's, even to assume that anyone has Ruach HaKodesh, but let alone a non-Jew has Ruach HaKodesh, is even more of a Pella. More than that, more than that, if you give a name to someone, as the Gemara is going to suggest right now, does that lead them on a certain course, and can that person change course? So the Gemara says, How do we know that a name that a person is given is ultimately going to influence a person's actions later in life? We're not talking about when they're, when they, when they're crawling. We're talking about when they become a much, uh, when a gadol, and that's going to be years later. The Passover says, The Passover says, it says, Come see the wonders of Hashem Asher, some Shamos Baritz who has wrought devastation in the land, says the Apostle can tell him. It says, Shamos, Don't read desolation, rather read Shamos, that it's referring to names, ultimately saying that a person's future will be determined to a certain extent by the name that he has given at birth. So, Obviously a name, so the obvious question is, does a name preclude then Bechira Havshis? If we're given a name, if someone's given a name, Yoshua, does that mean he has to be a type A leader personality? Does he not have the choice to be a type B personality? If someone's given the name, Moshe, he has to be a leader. If someone's given Yaakov, he has to sit in a cola and learn. In other words, what's the, when we give a name, here we're just saying the name causes the shma Garim. So what does that mean exactly? potential. Okay. because of us. <clears throat> so we're going to see. So the first of all, just as a very uh, as an, a small tangent, the, the Midrash in Kohelas says that everyone is given three names. We discussed this very briefly a couple of weeks ago that everyone's given three names, the names from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, nicknames from your friends and your family. But the third is probably the most important. That's the name for you create for yourself. The reputation, the shame that's Yotzi, that, that goes out, that's Yotzi into the, into the community, into the seaboard. That's arguably the most important name, the Roshim that you make. We know that when Yaakov, by Yitzchak Yaakov when the tzaddik leaves, he makes a rosham because he had a name for himself, and that arguably is the most important name. The Medrash Tanchuma says in Parshas HaZino, on the following pasuk, it says, "Zichor yemos olam." We should go and remember the days of old. Binus nos consider the years of the, of the past generations. Shalavicha v'yagedcha, ask your parents, who will tell you. Zikenacha, your elders, v'yomrulach, and they will tell you as follows, <clears throat> and they will tell you. So the Midrash goes on to say that when we pick a name for a child, it should be a positive and uplifting name, appropriate for its subject, because the names can actually influence a person's actions later in life. Again, so the co asks, he says that if man, uh, the obvious question is if a name is going to, what kind of choice is given to the individual when he grows up if the name is already picked for him and that's sort of going to determine his path in life. <clears throat> Do we lose the, the uh, concept of chira Chavshis if our name is given there already? And the, and the Medra says, and the Gemara seems to say that it's ultimately going to lead you down a path in life. So the Gemara in Sota. Daf et discusses the Meraglim. We know there are 10 Meraglim that reported evil on Eretz Yisrael other than Kalev and Yeshua. And the Gemara there says as follows. This is in Sotah, Daf et Dala, Be- Lamed Shmosam, and goes to give the names of the Says Meraglim, it says, Matei ben zakor, So on and so forth. Amar Rabbi Yitzchak, Dover zeh biyadeinu meavoseinu. It's a mesorah. says Rabbi Yitzchak, passed down through the generations the names of the meraglim were given to them at birth, because of the actions they will eventually do later in life. <clears throat> However, it says, "Rebbe we only know the actual reason for one of them, and that is Sisor ben Michael, who was one of the Miraglim. Sisor ben Michael, why was he named that? Sissor, he ignored the miracle. Satar is a seter. He hid. He, he hid it. He hid the miracles that Hashem performed by coming back and giving a negative negative uh, report about Eretz Yisrael. Why michael It says, the Gemara continues, that he made HaKadosh Baruch Hu seem weak by not being able to deliver on his promise to bring Bnei Yisrael into Eretz Yisrael, into a land, Eretz zavas zavas Devash, in a land flowing with milk and honey to a prosperous land. He hid, he made Hashem, he hid the miracles and he made Hashem seem impotent and weak. Rabbi Yochanan, af- Numer Nachbi ben Vafsi. Yochanan says, I have one more name that we can go ahead and possibly interpret based on his ultimate actions. And the reason is, Nachbi ben Vafsi was named so, Shehechbi divarv shel Baruchu. He concealed, he hid the the statement of a Baruch Hu by dis- delivering a distorted description of Eretz Yisrael, and he says, why Vafsi? Why the name of Vafsi? She pisal he stomped, Pisa, as he stomped on the attributes of the So the Gemara itself is telling us that these names that the Miraglim were given, again, before the Miraglim, they were the Nisiyim. They, the, they were the higher people. They were chosen because they were the higher status. They weren't the low of the low. And yet they all had names which eventually reflected negative, <coughs> negative uh, attributes. So the age-old question, if Hashem knows what we're going to do, are we losing Bechir HaKavshis? How do we go at it? So this, obviously, this, this concept is way beyond the scope of the share. But I want to bring to you a fascinating Amarim in Rambam Hilchas Tshuva. Hey, hey, we're going to read this as follows. The Rambam is going to deal with, how do we deal with this concept? If Hashem knows ultimately what we're going to do, how can we say that man is still his free will? It's a, it's a contradiction, right? If he knows what we're going to do, and Hashem knows everything, then we're not able to not do that path that he already knows what we're going to do. Otherwise, that would mean that Kaddish is not MS. And he knows, that obviously he knows everything, and he's complete MS, he's completely true. So the Rambam says as follows, Shema Tomar, lest you save, although Kaddish Baruch Hu knows everything, he's clairvoyant, he knows everything that's going to be in the future. Does he not know that the person's going to be tzaddik or he will be at Tzadik? Of course he knows, because to say that Hashem doesn't know the future would suggest that, he's, that he would be incomplete. And he says, if a Kodesh Baruch knows that this person is going to be a tzaddik, how does this person have the option not to become a tzaddik? And if you can say the person was thought to be a tzaddik, but turns out to be a rasha, then it means the Baruch was wrong, and we can't have that possibility as well. So he says, Says the Rambam, This question and this answer is, or It measures longer than the earth and wider than the sea. He says he doesn't he can't necessarily go ahead and answer this for us it is a very very long answer there are lofty ideas and principles tied to this issue and he goes on to say and he says it's not you cannot possibly understand my thought process. The scope of human comprehension does not allow us to be to understand the inner thoughts of Kodesh Baruch, that would make us God. Obviously, there's a difference. It's beyond the scope of human comprehension. But he says, and he says, obviously, your ways are not my ways, but says the Rambam, he says, be certain, have no doubt about it, that all of our actions are within our own disposal to decide what to do, V'ein HaKadosh says the Rambam, Moshe Lav Lasuz Kach. does not influence you. He does not pull you, does not lean you to a certain way. He knows what you will do. When you watch a movie the second time around, you know what's going to happen. doesn't mean that you caused it to happen. There is a way. We don't understand all the intricacies, and there are millions of shyles on it, but the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows what we're going to do does not in any way force us down one path, says the Rambam. Okay, now question is as follows. First of all, there's just an amazing, before we get to the question today, are you allowed to change a person's name? If there was some, so the measure seems to say that, and the HaKosev say that there's some kind of prophecy that's given, it's not really a prophecy. A Baruch Hu gives parents a name that's going to be a positive name. But if that's the case, how are we allowed to change a name? So that we can get to that in a second. But there's a fascinating orachaim I want to share with you. Orachaim HaKadosh of or says as follows. He says, when the Pasuk says, Vayigdal HaYeled by Basya and by Moshe, in Parsha Shmos, Vayigdal HaYeled vativiyin lebas paro v'yil When she goes ahead and after Yochebed um, finishes nursing Moshe and gives it back to Paro, it says, Vatikrashmo Moshe, she called his name Moshe, vatomer, kimin haShemayim Mishisehu, because he was drawn out kimin haMayim, what did I say? Oh, sorry, Mishisehu. He, he was drawn out from the water, says the Orachayim HaKadosh. He says, "He named Timzah Shino beKriy Hashem Yitzchak He says, "When it comes to all Avram Yitzhak Yaakov and Ashvatim, listen to what he says: Kila kulim Yaqdim Tam Hashem the Achachah Acharkach Hashem. First, the reason is given, and only then are they called by that name. Kibiyitzchak. When it says, 'By Yitzchak, Kol Hashemayitzchak Akli,' whoever hears that I am giving birth to a child at such an old age will laugh, but the crush his hand, Viado, Hezbaak, mo Yaakov. The reason why his name was given was because of an action or something that already occurred. Similarly, by Shvatim, Ki Ra'ashem Mo Shimon. All of the already had something happened before they named the child. And as a result of that action, they named the child. Masha'en came the Kriya Moshe Moshe. If you think about it, it says Vatikra Shmoshul Moshe, Vatomer There, says the Orachai he was named first. It says, he says, perhaps, the Imaos had Ruach Kodesh, which enabled them to appreciate a deeper meaning of the name that obviously Batya, who was a daughter of Parah, was not, a, not one of the most. did not share that Ruach HaKodesh. But it says the Torah goes out of its way to show that the naming process of all of the imaos, HaKadosh was different than by came to Moshe Rabbeinu, because Moshe Rabbeinu was named by Batya. So we definitely see there's some concept of the impact a name can have Whether HaKadosh Baruch temporarily gives us a little insight into the future. So obviously when picking a name, it's very important. There, there, there's, in this, uh, there's a shilas in this, there's a shilas in Igoros Moshe, where there, the mother, there was a case where the mother gave a name without the father being present. If, if that's allowed. And he ultimately said, yes, the mother has the right to name, name the child also. But there's so many segulos and, and deeper uh, in your name when it comes to naming a child that we want to pick a name of a, of a tzaddik and not chas or rasha. We're going to see something very interesting right now. So the question is, can one change one's name later in life? Can we add a name? We add a name sometime if someone is sick. So how does that go? So we see in Tanakh several examples where names were changed. We see Avram was changed to Avram, Sarai to Sarah, and in fact, the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, Tess Zayim, says as follows. Tess Zayim says, the fact that Sarah is promised to have a child after her name is changed from Sarai to Sarah shows that changing a name can remove an evil decree, says the Gemara. The fact that right after her name was changed from Sarai to Sarah, she's promised to have a child, says the Gemara, we see from there that changing a name can go ahead and change your mazel. Why is that? So the Marsha explains because when you change your name, you're basically saying, I'm a new person. The, the decree, the takana that was given to that person, that was to Sarai. She's going to remain an Akara. To Avram, not to Avram, not to Sarah. So by changing a name, you're going ahead and saying, I'm a new person. But says the Marsha, realize, that ultimately the decree did not come because of your name, but rather you are veros. So when you change your name, it has to come with tshuva as well. It's not a freebie. You you can't change your name 18 times in life and say each time I'm going to go ahead and erase it. It has to come with tshuva. You can't just do it. It's not just in the name. Now, the Rambam, Neuchas tshuva, says something fascinating. I didn't know this when I looked this up, but this is really fascinating. It says, one should Dafka change his name as part of the Tshuva process. This is codified in the Rambam. The Rambam says as follows. Tshuva. Rambam says, Tshuva, beis tshuva It is the proper process of someone who's doing Tshuva. so Should constantly cry out to a Baruch Hu, Hashem. Crying with supplication, with plea, pleading. Pleading, <laughs> and obviously, obviously you have to distance yourself from the avera that put you in that place. Says the Rambam, one should change their name. I'm a different person. I'm not the same person that did the avera last week or last month when you went ahead and went. What an unbelievable concept! We don't. We, no one does this. but We say if you want to tshuva gemurah. The Raman says, change your name. It's more of a thought process that you have to go ahead and become a different person. You can't go ahead and do tshuva and say, I'm a different person, and then do the same act the next day. The Raman says that's the definition of tshuva. When you find yourself in the same act, in the same scenario, with, faced with the same choice to choose either ra or tov, and you choose ra, then that's not tshuva gemura. If you choose tov, that's tshuva gemura. But part of that, he says, is to change your name. A fascinating concept. Dara Hashokhan says, when you do give a new name to someone, it's not in place, it's in addition to. So we, we give names now if someone is sick, and, and we do that part of when we say Tehillim, and in fact, by the way, just as an aside, the fact that we say Tehillim, we'll get back to the names in a second, is actually also codified in the Rambam. The Rambam says something fascinating, the Rambam says as follows, he says, Alamaka Someone who whispers an incantation over a wound and then recites a pasuk from the Torah. Or he says, Or you go ahead and you recite a pasuk when a child over a child so he won't become scared. Or he says the Rambam, Torah, or you do some heebie jeebie and you you hold a khumish over a baby that'll fall asleep. He says, All of this lo Not only is this considered to be a, a soothsayer who casts spells, but he goes further, kofrim Not only that, you're a when you're doing all these heebie-jeebies with the Sefer torah with the khumish. You are not just a soothsayer, a menachesh, and a, a If You're actually a kofar. Because the purpose of the Torah is to heal our neshomos, not our, our guf. Because it says, lenafshecha. It says the, the Torah should be a chayim for a nefesh. Says the Rambam, Aval a bari, But a healthy person, shikare and Says the Rambam, someone who is healthy and wants to read psukim and say, recite tehilim, in order that it should protect you, you should get a, a shelter from a Baruch Hu, that's the source we go ahead and read Tehillim, the Rav says that you can do if you're asking for a refua you're asking for something, you're asking in the normal methods, that's fine because you're, but to go ahead and waive the Torah that a baby should sleep he says that you can't do so I want to bring one last point as far as changing a name that was just an aside about the Tehillim because we're talking about adding a name for people who are sick so the question is how does one go ahead and choose a name? So the Sefer, the Rabbi Huda chassid brings the Sefer HaChassidim, it was basically a Goral. What they used to do was they would open up a Chomish tanach, and whichever Pasuk landed on, the first name you saw, that's the name you added. Except, except says the Tami Minhagim, um, if you picked it on an evil name. If you opened the thing and I was talking about, let's say, Nimrod, throwing Avram to the you wouldn't necessarily pick Nimrod. But assuming that it's a real name, uh, a Tzaddik's name, because when we spoke about it, that's the name you would pick. It sticks, and we say that if the patient survives, meaning they live an extra 30 days, that name becomes permanent, says the Gesher And he brings the Ramah. The Rama says that if this person added a name, you added a name that represents strength, health, vitality, refuah, and the person eventually gets divorced, that new name must be in the get, says the Rambam. No, it says in Eben Ezer, in order to be a kosher get. So the name really sticks. Assuming that the person lives 30 days after he gets the new name, the name is stick. Arach Shulchan says it becomes the first name it doesn't supplant the other names but it comes into addition to the other names okay, Vaiter how do you explain from I mean multiple from Yishmol Rabbi you know look, there are obviously other people I mean there's Menashe who was an awful king there's Menashe who was Ephraim's brother Yosef's son, they're interesting by the way there's no of Avram, there's no of Moshe in Shas, it's interesting by the way we don't see, we see Yaakov, Yitzchak we don't see Avram, we don't see Moshe, it's interesting um, why Rav Shemal? There are some names. You know. There's one other uh, comment about your Arachayim yeah. Is that when Rachel names Yosef, she says two things. First, she says, Ossaf Hashem is Cherfasi. But Yosef Li Ben Ocher. Yosef Li so, Ben Ocher. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Afi, yes. yes. Yeah, I, I thought of that also. You okay. didn't bring that one, by the way, <laughs> parenthetically. All right, good. Okay. Now, enough about names. Weiter. So we say that bringing up a degenerate child, Tarbus Ra, we say that Avram died early five years earlier because Yitzchak, I mean we died early because Aab was going to a Tarbus raw. Hu didn't want him to see his grandson going to a Tarbus Ra. So Kasha Tarbasra. when a person chooses a bad culture, meaning he becomes a degenerate, that is worse. Uh, then Yosef the, the, the Mimechamas go the worst in the Melcham of go go We know in the end of Yiches, it discusses Mimechamas Gogu go which is a war that they call Armageddon, that will occur before Moshe but it's going to be a very costly war. And it says over there, why? Because by David HaMelech, and he says, when David was escaping, running away during the revolt of his son, Avshalom, was out to kill him, right after that says, How many are my tormentors? Many are rising up against me. That's what he says when Avshalom, his son, is chasing him, trying to take over the Malchus, taking over the kingdom. However, when David is referring to what we just called Mugham's Gogo Magol that's mentioned in Yhaskal. K see if David says unto Hilim, Lama Shugoyim Ulu Yagurik. Why do the people gather and the nations talk in vain? David Amalek was saying they're talking in vain because as if they they determine the, the outcome of the of the, of the Yidden. they're gonna say that they're gonna destroy the yidin. They're talking in vain. Is not anything not within the power of Hashem if they say something. It doesn't mean Sancheir thought he's going to take, uh, take over Eretz Yisrael. And the next day, overnight, all his whole army died. So just because they're talking about it doesn't mean it's going to happen. But, says Dovna Melech, the Gemara continues, Mal well, Rabbeinu Tzara looks if we're talking about Gog he doesn't say how my tormentors are so many. So he gives a worse description when he's when he's describing the merit, the revolt of Avshalom, than about Gog Magog. Okay, the next statement, but when get to another same of Yochanan Mishun But before that, the Gemara has the question: Mizmor leDavid. So if if David Hamelach is is writing a parak to Hill about his Bevarcham of Avshalom when he's running, on, he's running for his life from from his son Avshalom who's trying to kill him. Why say Mizmor? Mizmor is usually a song, a song. That's a happy connotation. What should it be? Kina David It Should have been a kina a lamentation. Your son is out to kill you. He convinced the masses to chase you. He even convinced your biggest confidant Achitofel, who was his, David's yo David's uh, advisor, all these years, and now Achitofel changed sides to join the side of Bashalom. And David saying, "Mizmor, it's, it's a kina." <clears throat> What is this analogous to? To a person who has a very, all of a sudden gets hit with a big lawsuit and he has a big debt to pay. He has a half million dollar uh, debt to pay. Before he was able to pay the, the debt, it was looming over his head. This big obligation. However, once he went ahead, once he went ahead and he paid it, he, it was a big relief, it was off his shoulders, and he was much more relaxed. Af David. So too, as David says, I'm going to bring upon you something bad from within your house. He was very, very sad. However, Alma Shema Evad O Mamzer, who may be this person that's coming within my kingdom, within my household, who's coming to revolt against me, is maybe a Mamzer, is maybe a Evad who doesn't have any uh, feelings towards me, to the Chayyasalah, who's not going to go ahead and have any rahmah However, once he saw that it was his own flesh and blood was coming after him, he was much happier. There are many, many questions to ask in this Gemara as everyone is snickering. So first off, first off by the way, this pasuk of that I'm going to bring upon evil upon you was when Nelson Anovi went ahead and confronted him after the Maisei with the or and David, we know, saw a beautiful woman Bacheva bathing on the roof and he went to find out that uh, she's married and her husband's her husband's name was Uriah Achiti. David purposely gave Uriah a special uh, task. They were on the front lines of war, had him killed, and then he married Bacheva. And then Nassan Anavi gives the famous mashal, if a person has a lot of sheep and one sheep, are you going to take the person from the one sheep? You take a sheep from the person who has hundreds of sheep. You took this, the analogy was, was clear. He was referring to taking Batcheva. Dovna could have any wife who's not married that he wants, a woman that he wants, and yet he went ahead and took a married woman. So Nasan HaNavi says, the Karash is telling you that you're going to have something bad come, is going to be brewing within your own home. So there's a lot of questions on this. First of all, we know that you're supposed to go ahead, the Gemara is going to say later on, Kishem ala Tova We know that someone's really, anything that, any uh, judgment that comes from HaKadosh Baruch, Baruch Hu is kula le tovah, koman davirachman le Everything that HaKadosh Baruch does for us is for the good. We may not understand it now, it may not seem good to us, but we're still supposed to go ahead and give Shavach to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So why are we, I think tomorrow I'll sit over there, so I'm not back. I apologize. Um, so w- why do we go ahead and uh, why was David HaMelech not thankful? We, what do you mean cannot should be always thankful. So Gemara says, the answer, that it, when something already happens after the fact, you can go ahead and Mivarech. before something bad is going to happen you don't say let it happen to me you try to do Davin, you try to overturn the gzera but once it already happened, so only before it happened, David wasn't so thrilled. Once it happened, he saw his Avshalom. then he was happy. Another poss- then he was happy. Another possibility is that David thought he was going to be paid back in Olam and Olam Haba. When he saw that Avshalom was coming to, to kill him during this world, that Groshbarku was getting retribution in Olam Ha'zeh, but saving his schar for Olam Ha'emes, he was much more relieved and much happier. Okay, Viter. The Gemara says. Um, another statement of Yochanan: We are allowed to contend with Rishon and baolamaze. If you're going to get into an argument with, a, with an Apikaris, with a Rasha, you're allowed to. You're allowed to contend with them. as the Pusk says in Mishlei, Ozvei Torah Those who forsake the uh, Torah praise the wicked, and those who keep the Torah contend with them. Meaning, if, if you, you're going to go ahead and align yourself with the Russia, if you're off the derech, but if you're still torah Mitzvah, you're going to go ahead and argue with them. So that's Pasuk number one. Gemara says, You are allowed to go ahead and contend to argue and to fight with Risham in mean, this world, says Rav Dostar, As the Pasuk says, The Pasuk we just quoted and vimloch adam if a person is going to come over and whisper in your ear and say lomar to tell you he's going to, he's going to ask you the following foxiv don't go ahead and contend with the wicked don't be zealous against the evil doers we see for favors from this passage him, that you're not allowed to go ahead and argue with a with an oppicaris it says don't contend with the wicked atakanibos avla. and don't be zealous you know what you tell him when this person comes and says to you go away, run away, don't argue with this guy M- or L-O, you should tell him nukfo, Omar only someone who's downtrodden who's bogged down with Averos when you're so worried that you have so many Averos in your back pocket that you're not going to come out victorious that's who's not supposed to contend that's who's not supposed to contend with the, with the Apicaris. but if you are sure in your ways right? if you're sure in your ways then you can go ahead and argue with him Ella and I'll show you. It cannot mean, it cannot mean that uh, don't contend with them. It says, "Al Means don't compete with them. It lios Means don't be jealous. Not that don't be zealous against evildoers. Don't be uh, a mekani, Don't don't fight them. It rather means don't be jealous of them. Don't be jealous of their ways. If they're going to eat in non-kosher restaurants if they're going out Friday nights to a disco, don't be jealous of their ways. That's that. The kind of means don't be a, a, a makkani. Someone. Was like Pinchas, right? A Kanoi. Pinchas was a Kanoi. not. That's not what he's saying here. It says don't be. Uh, don't. It can't be that. It, it means don't be jealous of them. It doesn't mean don't be zealous. Of course you should be zealous. Of course you could be a Kanoi for Klapishmaia for good things. It means don't be jealous of them. And he says I'm gonna bring you another. I'm gonna show you because the pasuk says another pasuk of Omer Aykani Lebcha Bchatim. Let your heart not be z- jealous of sinners. Ki in be Hashem kol But rather you should be jealous of those who are Yare Hashem all day long whose minds, and they're always being Oved Hashem, being in Hashem, Abbas Hashem, so on and so forth. And it says, if you would tell me Ayikani means don't be zealous, then the end of the passage would mean Ki-im Hashem yom, You should be zealous. You should fight against those who are Yireh Hashem. It doesn't make sense. Of course, you would never tell you to contend and to grapple with those who are Yireh Hashem. Rather, it must be don't be jealous of those who do Averos. Rather, only be jealous of those who or those who or um, Oved Hashem. Zealous, not Zealous, not jealous, exactly. So, okay, so the Gemara continues, Eini, is this really so? Rabbi Yitzchak, Yimra Yitzchak, Rasha, Really, can you, one really contend with Rashaim? Rabbi Yitzchak says, "Imra Isa Rasha, Shashom, Mishachek, If you see that the Rasha is having certain mazal come his way, Atizgaribo, that's when you go ahead and you refrain from um, contending with him. His ways are always successful. What do they say? Every dog has its day? Uh, there comes a time in life where everybody has a little mazel shown on him. And if that's the time that this person that you want to contend with is experiencing, that everything is falling his way, he won the lottery, his mortgage rates just dropped, everything everything is going great for him. Stay away from him. Right, we do know that Ben Azai says, in Perkeova, She'in the She'in Everyone, there's no person who doesn't have at least a, a short time in his life where everything seems to be falling into place. So if that's the time where you're meeting this Apikoras and he's telling you, oh my gosh, things have been amazing, business is going great, my, my two kids just got engaged, this and that, everything's falling into place, that's not a time, for, okay, to argue with him because we're worried that uh, you may not come out victorious. below Ode. Ella It's not just that he 's uh, meritorious in financial things, and, but actually it 's likely that Kodesh Baruch was uh, being fortuitous at that time and that Baruch may even let him win Moro mar uh, Minegdo, your judgments are far removed from him cl- as if to say that that is not a time to go ahead and argue with him, Vlood. not just that Ella sharoa. Bitzarov. he sees that the downfall of his enemy, all his foes, he, he, he blows, he puffs them down, and they fall. So Rabbi Yitzchak is telling us a word of caution. If you're going to argue with someone, make sure it's not a time where the sun is shining on him. Look, Hashemar says, oh, so Rabbi Yochin said you can't argue, Rabbi Yitzchak says you can't argue, so what's the halacha? So Rabbi Yitzchak was talking about Gashmis. Yeah, don't argue with him Maccabi Gashmis. Who has a nicer car? I have a Lamborghini, you have a McLaren. Who has a nicer car? But when Rabbi Yochanan says you can go ahead and argue, that's by Torah Mitzvah. So if you're going to go ahead and defend the Shem Shemayim, that's a different story. The Gemara says a different possibility. Vibar saying another possibility. Both of them are saying you, you can't. Both are talking about where you're talking about clapping Shemayim, talking about uh, Kedusha things when you're arguing with the, with the Apikaris. The answer we just gave. That one time Rabbi Yochan says you can argue with him, meaning if it's, if it's talking about Gashem's physical attributes or, or physical uh, material possessions, you should never argue. Let's assume we're talking about only about Kadosh things. Even then, there's a differentiation whether it's the, a positive time for the, for the guy or not a positive time. And the third possibility is Both cases are talking about where it's a very beneficial time uh, in the Apikorus's life. Velokasha, kasha habit gomor sadik shena gomor. No, when you're at sadik gomor and you're full of mitzvos and you know Akhar who has your back, then you can go. Your mitzvahs have your back, I should say. Then you know that you can contend with him and you'll come out victorious. However, if you're not habit sadik gomor, but if you're at sadik, that's not the greatest sadik. Um, that, you know, in other words, you're uh, you're good, but you're not that good. Then probably you should not go ahead and contend with him. Gomor Yehuna, my what does the Pasuk say? What does the Pasuk mean when it says, "Lama tabit bogdim, why do you betrayers remain silent? When a man swallows up, one who's more righteous than he. <clears throat> and is it possible, says the Gemara, is it possible that a russia can devour or consume a Tzadik? Hashem will never forsake No evil shall befall the righteous. So how could you tell me that a Russia can go ahead and swallow up a tzaddik? No, he can. Compared to the Russia, if someone's a little bit more of a tzaddik, the Russia can go ahead and overpower him. When we say it's tzaddik that a Russia can swallow up, and consume and beat a tzaddik, it's mean he's a tzaddik compared to the Russia. But he says an average person, a tzaddik never has to worry to contend with a – with a Russia. Let's finish the last couple lines. V by Sema. And the last possibility, again, is that, that at a time where Russia is matsliach, it is not a good time to go ahead and contend with him. It doesn't matter if you're talking about a tzaddik or uh, any, any tzaddik, it doesn't matter always stay away from him even if you're at the Gomor because as we said at that time can go ahead and be Mizakeddin for the for the Russia. Tomorrow we'll pick up at Tashem, we'll discuss about um Kavu and shul. we'll discuss Machlokas Rash uh, and the riff and we'll get to them tomorrow. Actually we will see tomorrow actually it says even for Makkam Torah it says Tambina Urain or Yonah even have a place in the base of Have an amazing day everybody